Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling. Sound is episode 467 of Breaker in Bane's Power Hour. I, of course, am Brian Breaker. Joining me, as always, Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. <sighs> it is January. Well, yep. Is there any wrestling news this week? It's just been a slow week for wrestling news, I mean, right? it's Royal Rumble season. I, you know, that's about it, I think. Um, well, I've, so we kind of, in a weird way, kind of made a conscious effort um, late last year that we weren't really going to dive deep into all things wrestling and I think for for a multitude of reasons, and I'm sure a lot of you guys can understand this, I think we go through periods where it's just not exciting anymore, right? And so it's hard to talk about something that you're not, like, super excited about, right? Right. And I feel like for years we were kind of forcing ourselves to talk about it. Well, and, I, and I'll and i be honest, the behind-the-scenes stuff does intrigue me. Oh, yeah. And wrestling, sure. that's for always sure. intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like CM Punk going nuts at a, at a media scrum and... and you know, yeah, talking. I'll, I'll always love the drama, the real life drama. Yeah, that's hard to not talk about because yeah. it's like it's so, you know, popular at the time. But and then a lot of things did happen in wrestling, so it's like you do want to talk about that, but it's kind of hard to talk about like, all right, main event of uh, Battleground's going to be this guy and this guy, and it's like I don't care. You know, it, it's hard. <laughs> and it's it, only happened two other times. Well, yeah, and I'll be honest. Like when I when the WWE Network first launched, people don't know this, so we're actually. February will be what uh, nine years, yeah. Since we launched, because we launched in 2014, yep. Um, the network hadn't launched yet, and so that was a big talking point of like our first few episodes. Is like, what's this network going to be like? Mm-hmm. And honestly, it, it exceeded all expectation to me. Once they got the bugs out and oh, it yeah. worked, I mean, like live pay per view, right there, no extra cost, all the archive stuff, plus the new documentaries and the things they were putting out there. It was a really cool. Network. I, yeah. I dug that as a streaming service. Yep, I did too. And then they like sold the Peacock, and it's like, oh, this kind of sucks. Yep. I mean, it's all there, I guess, but it's just not the same. It's, well, it's difficult to navigate. They don't have the live feed like they used to, yeah. which I was a big fan of. Like, if I didn't have anything to watch or 
or nothing like that, just flipping on that live feed and letting it play in the background while I'm doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought that was fun. Absolutely. Well, I know a big thing, and I've talked about this before, but John Webb actually messaged me like about how he hated that if you were to watch a pay-per-view, you couldn't start from the beginning anymore. Mm-hmm. If it, you only could watch it live. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he goes, that freaking sucks. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is, you know. Like, they really had a, a really good service. But anyway, um, in that era... I'm talking 2014, 2015. I was watching every pay-per-view yeah. because I was like, oh man, they're free. They're on the network. How cool is this? You know, yeah. like in before that, I was very much a Royal Rumble WrestleMania guy. That's like what I ordered. Primarily, that was it. Yeah. Maybe a SummerSlam if it was a good card. Maybe. And then, you know, maybe like, oh, they have an Elimination Chamber of Survivor Series. Let's, watch, let's order that. You know, like here and there. Right. Not, not all the time, though. Right. And so year by year kind of went where I was like not watching as much or I didn't care as much. And then like now I, I, I don't think I've watched a pay-per-view this year yeah. since WrestleMania. Yeah. I, I watched SummerSlam. I did watch that, but yeah. that was the last one. And I just, it's hard for me to care as much anymore. Yeah. As, as a, being a fan, like what is it like for you? Are you kind of in that same boat? I'll, well, I'll, I'll generally watch the pay-per-views. Um, but like I never really watch them live anymore. Mm. I kind of usually it's like the next day for me. Yeah. Um, and it'll it's usually in pieces as well. You know what I mean? Like I kind of yeah. just whenever I get a chance. But like I don't like if I have time and like there's nothing else going on, like I'll flip on a Raw or something like that. But like I, I'm not. It's not like a dedication. Like oh shit, gotta watch Raw. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, I don't like most everything interesting that happens you see on clips on twitter and tiktok and stuff like that so that's about all i really need yeah um i don't feel like i don't, don't really miss much that's going on um the only really interesting thing right now that's happening in that world to me is like the bloodline and and um and uh bray wyatt's whole thing mm-hmm. and again like you keep caught up with that on social media so i don't feel like that story even advances enough to where you f- would have to watch smackdown uh, the Bray Wyatt? Yeah. It doesn't. It's, it's, it's a such, a, such a slow build, which, like, I know a lot of people complain about that. I'm totally fine with it uh, because, you know, I know Triple H is a big fan of those slow build stories. And, yeah, like. Sometimes it can be too slow, though. It can be. Well, it, it's also got to keep the, you know, viewer's attention, too. And yeah. and I think the he's they're trying to play the Bray Wyatt story out like a like a, like a Netflix series or something like that, where it's like 13 episodes and you know, one long story. And it's like, not sure how well that translates when everything around you is moving at like breakneck speed, you know? Well, right. And I think the Netflix stuff, like I'll I'll never forget when like they announced like those Marvel shows like daredevil and all them. Like Mm -hmm. initially I was like all about it, but when it's a one, when it's like a 13 hour movie, essentially, it's like, oof. <laughs> you know, like this is why villain of the week kind of works, you know. Well, and and I've always I always thought like maybe it's not it, it shouldn't necessarily be like one or the other. Maybe it should be both. Maybe there should be one big story, but then you have the villain of the week in between. Yeah. I've always felt like that's the best format for television where like if you're watching Arrow, mm-hmm. you have your main villain of the season. Right. But then you have almost these little side quests each episode. Yeah. And then like you progress that main story little by little. Otherwise it just becomes long and drawn out. Let's well, same concept of the Power Rangers. Rita was the the long story villain. Yeah, but she always sent those little monsters every episode. Absolutely. Know? I mean, and so like they would fight the the monster, but realistically, Rita's the one they're trying to get after and stop. Right. So exactly. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same story. And that exactly. But I mean, it kept it interesting. Like, 
oh, the Power Rangers are fighting this guy. And like, you know, the outcome already, but right. that was the whole, that was the whole point. Well, obviously this is topical. Um, we talked about it last year. Vince, re- Vince McMahon retired, left, you know, all of his power in the WWE or so we thought triple H was more or less running things. Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan became co CEOs, which Nick Khan, I still think is a time traveler. This guy came out of nowhere and is like all of a sudden one of the most powerful men in wrestling. Like, and the, you know, what's shocking to him, like to me, I figured he was going to end up becoming the guy, like yeah. the owner of the company. And I feel like even though now he's like, I think he is he the main CEO now. So that's, my under, that's my understanding. And so like, but I feel like, he's still kind of powerless to, to when Vinnie Max got the, the final say so on everything. I'll never forget. There was a clip from um, dark side of the ring. And I think it was on the Montreal screw job episode where Jim Cornette was talking about power and control. And he said, Vince McMahon, they still run the lunch menu by him to this day at like Titan tower. Oh God. So you think about that, like, as long as he's been there and ran this corporation, they know what he likes, but he still has to have that much control. Yeah. I feel like that's the whole issue. Yep. It's with, a, yeah, it's, with it's all control. this. And Stephanie McMahon, as soon as it's more or less announced that Vince McMahon's back and he's now the chairman of the board again, mm-hmm. which a lot of these titles are a little bit convoluted to, to a degree. Yeah. Because it's like chairman, CEO, like, you know, it's just made up words at this point. Yeah. Which I mean, I think, I think chairman is like chairman of the board. I think the board is like the stock side of everything. I think yeah. CEO actually is like the business side of it. That's my understanding too. Yeah. But I guess two people he, he pushed out and put in two people in place that were more on his side. I assume it's a power play, but anyway, after, after all this is done, Stephanie McMahon, Announces her resignation from the company. Yeah. That's not coincidental, right? No, no. I mean. that's you, To me, it's one of those things where it's like, you're dating a girl. She's like, we got to break up. It's not you. It's me. Right. I just, I got to focus on my career. But two days later, she's dating another dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> right. And it's, it's one of those things. It's not like, it makes it pretty abundantly clear that she was not okay with her dad coming back. Mm-hmm. Um. Because clearly that was why she resigned or took her leave of absence in the past. Yeah. Didn't come back until he was gone. And immediately when he gets back, she splits. And it kind of makes me wonder if it won't be too much longer before Triple H is out the door, too. Well, I'm kind of thinking that as well. And, you know, people are already making the fake memes of Stephanie McMahon as all elite. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't see that happening. But I kind of wonder... Financially and resources, there's really no reason why her and Triple H can't start their own company. They absolutely can. Question is, does Stefan even want to? True, I'm sure. I know Triple H loves the business to death and would probably start another one. It's all she knows too, though. Right, she's been around her whole life. Yeah, but she's. I feel like she would also be really good at doing like a um, a nonprofit organization or something like that. Just heading up something like that, something completely outside of that. She still because she's very. She was very involved. It seemed like in the Make a Wish and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it, at least it seemed like it. I don't know if she actually was, but, um, so I could see her doing something like that completely out of hell. She could follow her mom's footsteps and go political yeah, and, and do political stuff. I mean, I don't know, but like, I feel like, I feel like triple H would probably be more 
and I could be totally wrong. Maybe she she might be want to be involved in something like that. But I know for me, one hundred percent, I would totally support a Triple H program. Well, I mean, I could see her wanting to do it just to spite her dad at this point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's a weird thing, but it's like you know financially, I don't think they would have an issue. No, no, no they and wouldn't. they have enough connections through their time in WWE that I don't think they'd have issue getting like TV and all that other stuff. Mm. So you talk about like a game changer. Like what if that happened? Yeah. Like as far as talent and all this other stuff is concerned, like, I don't know. It'd be a weird thing. It's, and so we didn't touch on this yet, but the big rumor going around is that Vince is looking, I guess he came about, he came back because he has final say if a sale is made of the company because of his shares. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's why he came back. And then, of course, Stephanie quickly leaves, which is like, well, that's kind of telling. Yeah. Even though they're like, oh, nothing's changing. You know, Triple H still had a creative. It's like, okay, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know if I buy that necessarily. But big rumor this week, and that's kind of been debunked as of this recording. But, I mean, this will drop three days later. So who knows? Yeah. The big rumor is that they were selling to the Saudis. Yeah. Um, Not a lot of people happy about that. No, no. And, and I know as a fan, I don't think I'm happy about it either. Um, well, it's definitely, it would be like, I was talking to Travis on TV Toycast about this kind of off the air, but I was like, what we've always known as pro wrestling would not be the same. Yeah. I don't think. And that's a really hard thing to fathom because it's like, we've always had WWE, whether we were huge fans or not, it's always been a part of our lives in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I was telling you off air, like, I think if it's one of those things where maybe if the Saudi investment group was just a financial backer for the company yeah then that's not a big deal because it's one of those things like and i I know it's the same situation as when you know we get a new boss you know they always want to come in and change shit but like when when you see a well-oiled machine do you need to like change the brand of the oil no you know what i mean like you, you and so it might be one of those things like maybe they want it just because they know it's profitable and they want that money. Like, let's not change it. Let's not fuck it up. I mean, I feel like the Saudis, like, say what you want. But, like, I feel like, in to their credit, they know how to make money. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, may, yeah. shit might not change. But I do see, like, why people think that it might because of the way their lifestyle is versus the way it is in America. It's one of those things where my understanding is that the – Saudi government, I guess, has stakes in a lot of stuff that we probably aren't even aware of. Mm-hmm. And so would this change? Probably not. But it again, it would just be it would feel weird if this if the WWE industry, you know, was sold to a private entity like that. Right. That's not something I would have ever imagined, I guess. Well, and I saw somebody say that they own uh, I think it's like the uh, British Football League, maybe. They have something to do with a golf league. I Maybe that's that. what it is. There's something, some kind of sports league that they own. But they're having a really hard time getting sponsorship or something? And probably because of their government and the way they do shit over there. Well, and, and not to take it back to toys and stuff, but like, what does this mean for Mattel? Is Mattel like, hmm, no, we're out on that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I don't no. know. Like, what does 2K think? Are they like, oh, no, we'll still make games because it makes money? Or they're like, no, we're not associated with that i don't know like that's that's the other side of things like it definitely could change things well in in here's one thing that i don't think people realize is vince mcmahon don't give a fuck exactly he doesn't give a fuck about your toys he doesn't give a fuck about your games 
He doesn't care about any of that. All yeah. he cares about is that last check he's going to get. And the, and the money that that stuff brings to him. Yeah. Yeah, and you're 100% right there. Well, but if it goes private, like like the rumors have said, he wouldn't be chairman of the board anymore. Yeah. He would literally just get a check, and that would be it. Yeah. Well, so Michael Magnuson told me this years ago, a good friend of mine, and I haven't watched it back in a long time, but he talked about the night Vince bought WCW, and they did the simulcast with Nitro. I mean, that was a huge night in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And. He's in the ring doing the promo. That's when Shane comes out. He's at Nitro, and he kind of was like, I now own WCW. But before that, Vince, they broadcast him on WWE and Nitro. Yep. And he kind of talks about, yeah, squeeze the life out of your competition. It was a real, it seemed like an in-character promo, but Magnuson brought up a very interesting point. So I need to go back and watch that. He goes, if you watch that, it's like he's He's telling the truth. He did what he was saying he was going yeah. to do. He buried that brand. He never brought it back. Like mm-hmm. he completely took any shred of anything that WCW was and kind of it fell away. Yeah. And there's and like a year later in 2002, he, it's when he did the brand split for mm-hmm. the first time. And it's like, how did you not do WCW? Like, right. granted, I know at the time, a lot of the big stars didn't come over and this and that. But apparently, they were also offered like 50 cents on the dollar, which is like, and and Vince does like way more dates. <laughs> well, but, but I mean, like, why wouldn't you just finish out your contract? Yeah, yeah. like because I guess what what had happened is they said if they they signed a new WWE deal, like the WCW deal would be void, but or they could stay at home and collect a hundred percent of it. So it's like a lot of these guys had two or three years left. So why yeah. wouldn't they do that? Right. I mean, it's free money to sit there. Yeah. Like, I get it. Because it wasn't a, a surprise to me like Goldberg and Hogan and all of them showed up like two or three years later. Of course. Money. But, like, why wouldn't you do a split brand of WWE, WCW, and then book an ultimate, like, WrestleMania, WWE versus WCW? It's, to me, that's huge business. Well, and why why did it take, like, Triple H bringing, a, bringing it back through NXT for us to see Halloween Havoc and, you know, War Games and stuff like that? Like, how did Vince not recognize that that was cool? Like... I think because it wasn't his thing. And that, but that's just it. Like your ego is so far inflated that you can't see that somebody else had good ideas. Well, and I think he, he does surround himself with yes men. Oh, I know he does. You don't become a billionaire without that. And so I think any time he, you know, probably has an idea on something, it's always being told like, Oh no, Vince, you're the smartest. You're the greatest. Right. You know, you're, you're looking so muscular today. Like it literally is that. Yeah. And so, and I get he's probably a busy guy. Maybe he doesn't know about Halloween Havoc or you know doesn't really pay attention to it. I have heard that before, too, you know? But I guarantee you, I guarantee you somebody on that roster who had some strokes, probably tri- Triple H, was like, we should try War Games. Of course. I'm sure that was brought up. Of course it was. And Vince probably was like, two rings? Hell no. Yeah. You know? I mean. I hate it. Yeah. And and so I, there's, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff. Now, granted. The World War Three concept was a little bit out there, but you know, I still thought that was fun too. But even with War Games, Triple H made it his own. Exactly. You know, he didn't he put did, the cage on top or nothing like no, that. But like, like, and I actually, I thought, and this is a little thing, but just as a worker, I was like, oh, that's smart. Like, um, the space in between the two rings. You know, so he put that metal piece there. Yes. So the, it was flat. Yeah, you can't fall through. Yeah, because I remember thinking like, that's so dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. you could so easily fall through that or hurt your ankle or whatever. Oh yeah. So I loved how he did war games, honestly. I didn't really like the everyone coming in at once, like once the period ended. I always liked the alternating aspect of war games where it was like 
one-on-one, then another heel, then another baby, you know, and then they kind of, until everyone was in. Like, I, the concept changed with NXT a couple times, like the first year, like. Well, I think the first year they had three teams. That may have been what it was. I think that's what it was, because they still did the, and maybe that's why they couldn't do going back and forth, because it was three teams. Cause, I think Because I, I think that, like, Fish and O'Reilly came out at the same time. And it's yes. like, well, okay, that's stupid. Oh, well, yeah, I don't remember that. I, I know that they kind of played with it a little bit, but I was like, the concept of war games is great, yeah. I think. And I do know now they do like back and forth. Well, because that's, that's, you know, the deal. Like, right. that's how it should be. But in, anyway, I don't. Halloween Havoc was always a, a really cool name. Like, to me, there's no reason why you shouldn't. Even Starcade. Starcade uh, was great. They had, a, they had a few good names in there. I always like the name Uncensored. Yep, that was a cool one. Even Sold Out, to me, was an awesome name. Yeah. And then, like, Super Brawl or Spring Stampede or... Hog Wild. <laughs> Hog Wild. Or, like, Slambery. Those were kind of goofy. But, yeah. like, why not just for the, the nostalgia factor? I feel like the only one they kept was Bash at the Beach. And... That was awesome. No, they did Great American Bash. They great, did, that's what it was. Great American Bash. I liked Bash at the Beach too. Yeah, Bash at the Beach was a great. It was like a game. classic, like especially that set where there was like a, like the dock. Yeah, like that was awesome in the sand. Like that, like love that. Set. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it it's totally summertime, but I think to him it's like Bash at the Beach. We have SummerSlam. Right. It's like okay, move it to July. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's stupid. I don't know. Um, People go to the beach in July. But I really do think it's an ego thing with Vince. Absolutely I, I think he doesn't want to acknowledge anything that's not his. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be, that's kind of been a, a detriment to that company's success, you know. Now, moving forward, what does this mean for WWE? I don't know. I mean, I it, it's going to be a kind of wait and see. I mean, I, I, I feel like. Do you think it, we're going to see mass releases again? <sighs> That I don't know, unless Vince is like, hey, you know, you need to get rid of some people yeah. to save some money. But, I, like, he, honest to God, Vince might not even be thinking about any of that crap right now. He yeah. might just be, like, one-track-minded on getting the company sold. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to worry about it too much until, like, the product starts dipping down again. Yeah. You know, because all that shit, I mean we could see a transition of power without seeing anything translating to TV. It, I don't know. It, I was saying off here, this reminds me of the whole deal with Twitter. Yeah. And, and, I, and honest to God, like not a whole lot's changed on Twitter. It really hasn't. Right. Yeah. I, and I know, um, like I, like I was saying before, and I don't, I'm not trying to get political in here. I don't know a lot about Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I knew he was the Tesla guy. Mm-hmm. I knew he was rich. That's basically all I knew. Yeah. And so he buys Twitter for, an extreme amount of money. Yeah. And overpaid big time. Well, and then like, I think like it didn't, didn't go through. Then he ended up by, I don't, I was kind of half following it. Cause I don't really give a shit, honestly, mm-hmm. like that much. But now it's like, I still use it. I haven't noticed, noticed a lot of differences other than it just, now they have the Twitter blue and you can be verified and all that stuff, which is to me like that again, that's a whole weird thing to me because I'm like, so if I got Twitter verified, I guess my stuff shows up more. All these celebrities are having a fit about it. I'm like, it's eight dollars. Like, you've definitely got the money. Like, you know, like who gives a shit? Like, well, isn't that weird? There's a, a little, little bit. Now there's like different classes of verification, and this is where it gets dumb. Yeah, and it's like that was a stupid thing. Oh, 100% like, unnecessary and dumb thing that you did because like now there's like the blue verification that that you and I can randomly just get whenever we want, and there's like the gold verification. There's like the white or the the um, it's like a silver verification, and it's like. 
There's all these like different classes of verification for different kinds of things. I, I mean, you could verify Bill Benis, who is a parody. Right. You know, right. That's like, for $8 a month. I ain't going to do it. <laughs> of course not. But I could. I mean, but it's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, like, it, I don't know that whole thing. It, he lost a lot of employees. Like he gutted the company, like as soon as he got there mm. and it was just kind of a, kind of a crazy deal. And you know, my whole thing, when that happened, I was like, okay, we are going to start seeing bugs. It might not shut down, but if he got rid of like 90% of the company, there's not going to be enough people to fix everything that goes wrong. Sure. I mean, it's a huge ass social media site. And so it just, I don't know, but I haven't noticed a whole lot, but I haven't lately. I know initially I was like, Oh, Twitter's going away. Twitter's going away. And I, I was like, I don't think it's going to go away because I did like, there were some, a couple of things that I noticed that I thought was weird. Like I couldn't see comments like replies, even though it showed replies there for a little while, but all that's been fixed. Um, but there was a couple of days in a row where like Twitter was working kind of janky for me, mm-hmm. but it seemed like it had been fixed. So it's not a big deal, but yeah. Other than that, Elon, I just, I don't like rich people. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, like. We were I, talking about that off air. Like, I, it's too much power. It's like, and, and I don't mean rich like, you know, you make six figures. I don't mean like rich like you are you have like well, uh, $2 million. I mean like Elon Musk, Vince McMahon, Donald Trump, rich. You know, like, I am. Yeah. Jesse Ventura actually brought up an interview. And he's a, he's a, that dude's an oddball for sure. I don't know if you've heard anything from him recently. but Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's out there. But he he said something I think makes a lot of sense. He's like, we always talk about minimum wage, but why don't, why don't we have a maximum wage? Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting point. And he's like, who God, needs God more? dang socialist. <laughs> yeah, he's like, who needs more than $100 million? You don't. Yeah. You don't. And that's just it. I mean, when there are people who like literally holding up a cardboard sign because they need their next meal, you don't, you don't need to be driving by in your like $300,000 vehicle flipping in the bird. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Well, it's... You know, it's one of those things where I had heard what he spent on Twitter. Half of that money could end um, homelessness. Now, I don't know if that's accurate, but I, I, who knows what the actual numbers are. But but it's like, damn, and you yeah. bought a social media site. Yeah. You know, like you could to me, like you could do a lot of good with that money, like a whole lot of good. Yeah. And you bought a social media site I, because I think what it amounts to is like it's his money. Yeah. He doesn't want to give it away. He doesn't want people to have his money. And like, I get that. Like I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, get what you earned, but like he didn't earn that. Like his parents were rich. Yeah. It's easy to buy something when you have money. Exactly. To buy it. I mean, I mean, to go back to Vince McMahon, like I really, people have also been playing that clip of, you know, when he was like, I'm going to put a lethal dose of, dose of poison yeah. in the WWF. And that was him bringing in the NWO. I, I, and I, and that was a great promo. Like that whole angle was kind of shitty, but, but like, I, I think that was like a legitimate warning. It kind of was <laughs> yeah. right. Like I will kill my creation. Yeah. I have no issues doing it if I need to. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's nuts, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Vince is to all of his faults and there are a many, mm-hmm. He is responsible for what pro wrestling is in our generation. Yeah. You know, and like that. I I, I think he's like vastly responsible for AEW. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm talking like not WWE pro yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Like what we know as pro wrestling. Yeah. Is because of, of what Vince has done. I mean, yeah. Like, cause if you think, even if you think back to like what wrestling was before he took over, it's, it's definitely changed. Like if it, and, and you know, it's all, it's all like a chain of events, right? Like, if it wasn't for 
the NWA and, you know, Vince wouldn't have ever split off and started the WWF if it wasn't for, you know, NWA becoming WCW, there wouldn't have been the head to head competition that caused Vince to go nuts and then be so cutthroat to get rid of WCW. And then, you know, I mean, Vince had a stranglehold on, on pro wrestling for decades. Oh yeah. And then AEW comes along like the, the little, you know, wrestling business that could and, and the only reason you can say what you want, the only reason they've been successful is because people were kind of just over WWE, I think. Big time. Because to me, TNA wasn't any different than this. No, and early TNA was badass. Um, but like it, I mean, not not when it was the week to week pay per views, but like like oh five oh six. Yeah, it was yeah. it was badass. But like I remember, and I remember thinking when they had Kurt Angle, I was like, they have Kurt Angle, they have Sting, Christians there, they yeah, have the Dudleys, they had Scott like, Steiner. Kevin Nash, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, all like, yeah, James Storm, all the homegrown guys were great. I'm like, this is good. Yeah. And then you watch a pay per view, like, that's not good. Like, right. it's, it sucks. Like, yeah. but they were also trying to be WWE light instead of being, and that's TNA. That's where they started messing up. Yeah. And, but it was just, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just kind of a weird chain of events that's kind of led us to this point that we're at now. And it, I feel like a lot of it is Vince's responsibility, you know, but I mean, what happens if WWE goes away? That's that's crazy to think, man. Yeah, like legit crazy to think. I mean, what what happens to all the back catalogs? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know who who owns that. Like, I mean, I would guess that's why Peacock bought it, maybe. But do they own the back catalog, or, or is that part of what would go to the Saudis? I don't know. And that that's that's where it becomes like an interesting thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess as good as mine. I hope it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole argument that people have had for years about, hey, you know, physical media is the way for it to be. It's like psh, streaming, you right. know, but like shit goes away. Then what? You right. know, like it's gone. Yeah, so exactly. I don't have I don't have shit when it comes to physical media on pro wrestling. Yeah. So like if, I used to. I got rid of a lot of it. If if WWE stopped and Peacock was like, OK, we don't need it anymore. Like. I, I would be fucked. I think I got. I think I have one DVD of the Survivor Series, like up to like 2012 or something like that, so I could watch that. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean it's crazy. Yeah, I mean it really is. So it's it's one of those things. It's hard to even fathom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean you think about it. Like, look at early early 90s WWF. It was pipe and drape. It was not a set, you know. Yeah. And this is all the way through like WrestleMania seven. Yeah, WrestleMania eight's the first one they had like the uh, the multicolor like the new gen. Mm-hmm. thing and then you know nine they had a bit of a set and ten they had a set and so on they started kind of getting bigger and then the video wall happened and like we all saw that happen like it was just a curtain yeah Vince made it like a a thing like to the point where now like it's like full-on led walkways and all this other crazy shit that they're doing like it's it's really changed a lot so oh, yeah what we know as pro wrestling is very different than what it was Way back when, so if it, if this does goes go away, it's kind of hard to fathom. Like, okay, so you have AEW still, but that's it yeah. as far as wrestling is concerned. As uh, mainstream wrestling, yeah. Tony Khan's got to be loving this. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and and on top of that, the Jaguars are apparently doing good right now in the NFL. Like he's just having a grand old time, just cocaine up the nose, bro. God dang right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so so if Vince sells to the Saudis, do you think Triple H stays on board? Like, to just as a hypothetical, or does he just like up and leave? Because he didn't leave yet, obviously. No, he didn't. He didn't leave. I I don't know. I I mean, I feel like if I was in that position, 
I would. Um, but then again, I would also assume Triple H has probably met with most of them already. Yeah. Being over there as many times as he has, unless he never went. Oh, he's He worked one of them. Well, that's for right. Sure. Well, actually, he worked a couple for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm sure he's probably met with most of those people. And, and he's on the business side of things, and, so you know he did. And has probably gotten a, somewhat of a decent rapport. So I'm sure for him, it would probably be like, a, let's wait and see how this plays out. Well, and also, too, I would have to think he feels some responsibility for a lot of the to roster. The, to the guys. Imagine yeah. being William Regal right now. You just left AEW. Yeah. And this happens. Yeah. Talk about worst timing ever. Oh, yeah. And also, too, like, it might be one of those things. Maybe he stays there as Papa H and tells all of his kids, like, don't resign. Let your contract expire. Go home. I'll call you when it's time. Yeah, but can he do that legally? I mean, that's contract tampering. You know, like, I mean. I don't think it's contract tampering. Kind of. I think it could be. Maybe. But, you know. I mean, snitches I, get stitches, brother. Well, I know in the past, like when guys, to me, it wasn't a, a shock when Adam Cole didn't resign with Ring of Honor. Right. And then he shows up in NXT. Right. But I think it's always been kind of a discreet thing. Like, let me know when your contract's up. Exactly. And that's it. Exactly. I don't know, man. Like, it's it's kind of crazy to think. But, like, imagine one year from now, if we're, if we're talking about the debut of a new company that's owned by Triple H. Like, that's or, insane to think, right? Or maybe... Triple H just doesn't say anything, but when it comes time to renew contracts, he's like, sorry, bud, we don't have one for you. But don't sign any for anybody else, but we don't have one for you right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's how he plays it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's mean, not contract tampering. No, it's not. But is even is he even in that position? Because he's like... Oh, well, that's what I don't know. Content officer. So that's it's like he's know. head of creative, but does that mean he's... Like, who who's controlling the contract? I don't know. Like, is that a Nick yeah. Khan thing? I'm not sure. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird thing to think. So all in all, we don't know anything. Hell no, we don't. I do you think this is gonna make the Royal Rumble better, worse? What do you think? I don't think it's gonna affect the Royal Rumble. You don't I think mean, so? A deal this big, it ain't gonna happen overnight. No. I mean it's definitely not gonna be finalized overnight. They might be like, Okay, we are gonna sell to this person, but it's nothing's gonna be finalized for a while. I saw someone tweet Dave Meltzer that do you think this might affect the rock? coming in because there's been a big rumor that he's going to be in the rumble mm-hmm. probably will win it if he's in it and or could, or like if he doesn't win it the bloodline will cost him the match yeah. to set up him and roman because if they're gonna if they're gonna do that match now's the time yeah because i don't think roman i mean i don't think he needs to be the champion for that match but it's like he needs to you can't really go into that match with a loss either i don't think so to me like they've been building to this for a while it's now or never. It's in Los Angeles. Like, it's it's the time. Yeah. So, but I mean, Dave Meltzer's like, you know, Rock signed with Vince. He did all of his business with Vince. I don't see that being an issue. Yeah. So, I can't imagine that would affect anything, but a potential sell to the Saudis, that might. I don't know. Yeah, but it also, also, too, I mean, Roman's not never had an issue working with the Saudis. I mean, he's been over there plenty of times. Yeah. So, I mean, it might be one of those things. Maybe he talks to Roman about it be like, hey, how are... How are things, you know, yeah. and if Roman says they're good, then they're good. You know right. I mean? Um, the rock's also a smart guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's, and I think at the end of the day, money is money, right? Money does talk. I do know the one time they went over there and like the Saudis kind of kept them from going home. Held was, hostage for a minute. Yep. That was a little bit weird. That would have been the last time I ever went over there. If I was, if I was working for the company, a lot of people had said that. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, at the same time, like a big bright spot at WWE programming right now is Sami Zayn. 
But he doesn't go over there. He doesn't. Right. And I don't think Kevin Owens does either. No. Because that's his friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been there before, but I don't think he goes now. MVP doesn't go over there. I know he's not like a major part of the company, but he's talked about how like they've threatened to kill him if he comes back over. That's part of his religion, right? Right. So what does that mean for those guys? Are they just gone? Like, I, do they walk I, out? Because I, I was also reading that too, that some of the superstars might be walking out. I, I've heard a lot of them say that like a... I mean, I haven't personally heard them say it, but I've heard that it was a lot of the roster saying that they're going to leave if they sell to the Saudis. Yeah. And so that's where it becomes interesting. So who do you have, if it's a lot of your big name players, who do you have fill those spots? I mean, they have, they have a deep roster, you know, like. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like right now the main event spots are pretty much the only ones who could be the main event spots. Mm. Oh, for sure. You have to build other people up. Right. But I mean. Like there's not a whole lot of mid card guys that I feel like could be easily elevated without like at least like three or four months of build. I mean, but you could kind of say Drew McIntyre's mid card at this point, right? I mean, maybe you could elevate him back up. You could elevate Strowman back up. Yeah, I think Karrion Cross could be elevated back up. Yeah, a lot of those guys it, you could, mm-hmm. but it to me it's a really a, it's a shame that like you'd lose people just over that. Like that's a real weird way to lose people. I don't know, though. I mean, at the same time, like, if you're a Stone Cold Steve Austin or Rock or any of these guys, you don't have any allegiance to this company. No. Nope. Right? So if you're the Undertaker, like, do you have allegiance to WWE if it's not even owned by Vince? I, I doubt it. You well, know, that's just it. Like, I think once it once it goes, if it goes to the Saudis, a lot of those guys who have allegiance, the allegiance is gone because it's not Vince. And that's who they had their allegiance to was Vince. It yeah. wasn't It wasn't the brand name. It was Vince. Here's an interesting thought. If they if the Saudis do buy it or some other third-party entity, I wonder what that means for copyrights. Would, like, The Undertaker be able to use The Undertaker if he's like, I want nothing to do with this group? Probably not. That's crazy yeah. to think that he can't even use that. I mean, I guess you can always say, like, Mark Calloway, formerly known as The Undertaker, but yeah. still, it's kind of crazy to think. Yeah, and, I mean, I think now, like, pretty much everybody knows him as Mark Calloway. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, so it wouldn't be, like, a big deal if we saw, you know, Mark Calloway at wherever, you know. Or Mean Mark, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mean Mark Callis has come to town. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but I mean. Probably not. Um, But, you know, but then you have guys like Kane, you know what I mean? Like, people know him as Glenn Jacobs, but like. And he's got a whole different career now. But I mean, like. Outside of wrestling. Autograph right? signing for him, like, you want to use Kane. Well, and I think you can always do that, like, you know, Glenn Jacobs, formerly known as Kane and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, Steve Austin, I know he copyrighted the name Steve Austin so that he can. That was smart. I think he actually legally changed it to Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. He did. So he can just be Steve Austin, not Steve Williams. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's a a wild, wild time to be a wrestling fan. That is for sure. Here's something I thought of, though. You know, we talked about Triple H starting his own company. Um, What if they use The Rock as an investor to a to a separate company because I know there was mentions of like, and and I think it was just dream scenarios of the rock buying WWE. I don't think the rock has enough money to buy WWE, but he, yeah, but he probably has close to enough. Oh, I don't think so. It would take all of his, all of his money. And then some, but he, he could get a billion dollar company. Yeah. But he could, he probably doesn't have a billion dollars, but he probably has, he probably has a lot of people that would, co-invest with him but he, oh yeah he, he could probably to. find the investors for sure but um if triple h left started their own thing i guarantee triple h and stephanie could convince the rock hey help us build this 
not only that, Stone Cold. Absolutely. Baker, all those guys. Yeah. Attitude Era Wrestling. <laughs> AEW. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> I love it. Dude, you're a freaking genius. Attitude Era Wrestling. <laughs> I want a quarter every time somebody says it. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I mean, I don't think anything's impossible. And you know Ric Flair's gonna he didn't have any money, but he'll he'd come in and take a payday. I'm Hell sure. yeah, he would. He'd take a few bumps. Yeah, I'll, I'll come elbow drop my coat for yeah. you. <laughs> uh, Golly, it's kind of crazy to think, man. Um like does this you know, I, I love the Royal Rumble. I plan to watch. It's one of the few pay-per-views a year I actually will like make sure I'm off work so I can watch it. Yeah. Does this in any way put a damper on you personally watching that event? Again, I think it just depends. Like, you know, we still have a few weeks before it. So much could change, right? And that's just it. So, like, I, I kind of want to see what the next few weeks have in store for us as far as programming goes. If nothing really changes on the program side, then, you know, whatever. And, again, nothing's finalized with who's buying it. So yeah. I'm still holding out hope it's Disney. See, people have mentioned Disney or ESPN, which I think is also kind of affiliated with Disney. Yeah. Disney owns kind of everything now. Yeah. I, um, I hope it's Disney for a couple of reasons. One, they've killed it with Marvel. Yeah. Um, two, think if they added a WWE world to their theme parks. Yeah, that's actually Soda Hunter had brought that up a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like imagine if they did like an Ultimate Warrior roller coaster. Or just, you know what I mean? Like just just having like the, the own. And like little, they're playing his theme while you ride it and stuff. And I'm right. like, that's like, pretty insane. Super cool idea, like that that they could they could potentially add to their, their theme parks if if they own WWE. Not to mention, WWE would be moved over to Disney+, Plus, which means I could cancel Peacock. There's $10.99 extra a month in my bank account. So there's a lot of good things that... Did I tell you I canceled Disney+. Plus with, you know, did you hear that new bullshit they did? No, what did they do? So this year they went from $7.99 to $10.99. I'm sure you saw that. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's $10.99 a month now. Oh. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit. So I go on there and... Which it's is like, still a great deal, well, you know. Well, see, this is what pissed me off about it because I'm like, okay, you're deliberately screwing me, so I I cancel. But I'll put it back at some point. I'm just like, there's nothing I'm watching right now, so I don't care to right, keep it. Right. I do that a lot with streaming services if I'm not using them. But anyway, so I went to their website and said, oh, you can do $7.99 still, but it's an ad-supported system. Mm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So I keep it at $7.99. I go to log in. They're like, oh, you can't watch it on Roku under the ad-supported system. How, so how do you watch it? You'd have to watch it on, like, a tablet. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, so I was like, I, I just canceled it. Yeah. It just pissed me off. Because I thought, like, that's a, that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah. I get everyone goes up, like, a dollar or so every year. Sure. And it is Inflation. What it is. It is what it is. But three bucks is quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, like... A big reason I kept Disney Plus because was the Marvel shows, and those haven't really been good. Like I know it's hard; it was hard for me to admit for a while, but ever since Endgame, Marvel's kind of been shitty. Yeah. And now, I mean, there's some stuff coming out that I'm kind of I'm pumped for, but it's like it's not it's not been great. It's been okay. Yeah. But it's not been great. I know you didn't like Loki, but I was a big fan of that. I think that was the last one that I enjoyed, though. Yeah, and so uh, to be fair, I haven't watched a lot of the new ones, but I haven't. I, try, I started watching Hawkeye, but there was nothing about it that really caught my attention. Didn't like Hawkeye. Um, um, I, I just ain't, I haven't watched the show. I just don't like the character. Like I think the character's kind of dumb. I haven't watched She-Hulk. I haven't watched Moon Knight. 
Um, a lot of those other ones I haven't watched. I did hear uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special was good. Yeah, I started watching that. I never finished it. And then I also heard that uh, that Werewolf by Night special was good. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed until you told me about it. Yeah, but my whole thought is like, maybe that's the thing. Don't do series, do like special movies or something. Because those are kind of like 45 minutes, so it's almost like a short movie. But maybe that's better than a series. Yeah. I don't know. Like For some reason, they have a hard time getting to the point on those series, I feel like. WandaVision was great because it was so unique. Yeah. Everything after that, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I thought, oh, this will be great. I love right. both those characters. Not good. Yeah. It was just kind of boring. And so that's kind of been my thought with a lot of these series. I'm like, I just don't care that much. So I don't know. It's been hard for me to, to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. We'll see, though. I hear you. See what happens. Um, anything else you want to add, man, before we get out of here? Let's plug it up. Well, thank you guys. We're probably going to start doing about 45-ish minutes and uh, just as a way to kind of keep the show flowing better as opposed to trying to stretch it out for an hour if we don't feel the need to. Yeah. And there's some shows that may go an hour. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. But uh, but obviously, uh, talking about Vince McMahon was definitely a, uh, a very topical thing this week. So that's definitely something we had to touch on. Absolutely. But we want to make sure you guys... Uh, Check out our uh, podcasting buddies like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Check them out every Sunday, just like this show. And Scott has a side project called Drunk Wrestling History. Check that out as well. Yes. Uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Check them out. Check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. The Ringside Rant. Leisure and Lariat's podcast with our pal Ruthless Ryan Davidson. And the Marbles with Soda and Ethan, the NASCAR podcast. Mm -hmm. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, uh, Caitlin, and the twins over there. Hey, did they talk about that? Uh, what was that soda they talked about the other day? Fago. Dude, we have that here. Where? It's at Cash Saver. Saw it today. No kidding. Never heard of it until I saw them talk about it. Yeah, the only reason I knew about that soda was because of Insane Clown Posse. And <laughs> that's a weird connection. No, it, well, that's like their shtick is that they drink Fago. Oh, really? Yeah, that's in like, so... I'm all of, I'm a juggalo at heart. Are you? Nope. I mean, like... Uh, I'm <laughs> they all, not, they've all seemed smelly to me. Sorry I, if I'm you're not a juggalo. Either. Well, the thing is, is like, we grew up in a place where the juggalos were smelly. It's not that they look smelly, they were smelly. And so by association, I just thought they all were smelly. But then like when I started rapping in Tulsa, I got to meet most of, most of the rappers here in Tulsa were juggalos that like when I first started... So I got to meet a lot of the juggalos. They're actually mostly pretty cool people. No, I, I the few that I met were always cool. It just was like, you just look, they just look smelly. So yeah. I don't know. Sorry if you're a juggalo. But anyway, Fago, yeah, we got to try it because I, I hear nothing but good things. Yeah, I, I had never seen it until I just saw it today. And I was like, oh, huh. I mean, it wouldn't really be a crazy soda, but we ought to have another soda taste test on the show. May have to do it. Uh, wreck my podcast. Uh, check them out. The Trivia with Buds podcast with Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And, of course, don't forget his amazing chop shop over there. Yep. In fact, I'll, I'll reveal this. I have a uh, a new Harley Race figure coming from Jason Wolf. Nice. The NWA style. So the dark hair and the, the blue trunks with the red and white and blue boots. Badass. Very excited for that. Uh, something I've been wanting for a while. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim at a chair shot. Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast. And uh, Tots with our pal Al Day. Check all those out. And then check out uh, my other show, TV Toycast, every Thursday with me and Travis Fowler. And then also check out No Holds Barred with Bill Benis every Tuesday with uh, Bane and old Billy B. Yeah, we're, 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 we're on break right now. I told Bill, don't call me. I'll call you. I'll let <laughs> you know. 
but you know, uh, I, might, I don't, I don't think you'll call. I, I, I will. I made a promise to him. I'll give him, I'll give him at least 10 more episodes to convince me that, you know, you deserve a contract, but you know, yeah, I, I'm going to sit back and laugh. I'm, I'm, I feel like Vince McMahon right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, entertain me puppet. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel with Bill. And you might, next thing you know, you're going to make him run an obstacle course. I might. I might do it. That'd be good audio right there. Yeah, great audio. (laughs) All of Bane's tunes you can find on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your music. Uh, Check all those out. Uh, Check out uh, our T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, Whatamaneuver.net. All of our designs are there, and uh, check those out. Yes. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys. In seven days. Easy, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good, it was really good Pretty good That son of a bitch, Eric Barker You son of a bitch Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put it on the internet.